From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. Joining us this morning from the East Coast, Amy Gann. Amy, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, George. Now, Amy, you just had a great uh, article in 32 Degrees about riding in trees, which I'm really looking forward to getting into with you. But uh, you're taking off for inner ski in a couple of days. Is that correct? That is correct. Monday morning I head out, and I'm pretty excited. I've never uh, traveled uh, out of North America before, so it'll be quite the experience. Now, inner ski, inner ride, what do we look at? It's really exciting, I think, because um, we're so interdisciplinary. Absolutely. I'm excited. I think it sounds to me like last time, the last inner ski that we had was the first time uh, we had kind of rolled out as the team um, as one big thing. And so I think uh, we've been working really strongly together as uh, all the disciplines together. So I think it's going to be really fun and working with uh, all the different disciplines has been awesome. How do you feel you've grown into the team this year? Um, ooh, that's a tough question. Uh, I'll, I'll give year... you some help because when I talk to the snowboard team, uh, your name always comes up about, oh my gosh, you need to talk about that subject with Amy. <laughs> um, I've been super fortunate in having a couple of cool opportunities this year. Um, one of my least favorite things is, you know, I'm kind of the quiet one of the bunch, but, uh, <laughs> you know, they always prod me to get me talking in front of, uh, you know, on a podcast or anywhere else, but I did some work with REI. Um, and so did Robin on, uh, for me, it was how to snowboard. And so that was a couple of days of straight in front of a camera, uh, which is my biggest fear, but also something I've been really excited to, uh, get better at and, you know, just get more comfortable and get out there. And so that. And I think it's going to be a really cool thing that comes out with REI. Um, so I'm really excited to see the final product of that. I'm not sure when that's coming out. I think a couple months from now. Amy, that sounds really exciting. Where are we going to be able to find the video? Um, so the videos are going to be up through um, REI.com um, in the expert advice section. Now, Amy, before we jump into the trees, uh, real quick, what is your area of focus going to be during Interski? Um, so I have two different presentations that I'm going to be doing, both with uh, Nick Alfieri. Um, one is Kids Can Snowboard. I'm going to be doing the on-snow portion of that and really focusing on sharing with the world that we can get three- to six-year-olds snowboarding, that they don't have to necessarily learn how to ski first, but they can jump right on a snowboard. And uh, we're also going to be presenting freestyle and just linking in um, the things that we've been using in the freestyle model and how they're relevant um, in all disciplines and all over the mountain. Now, you're on the East Coast. Nick is in Colorado. You're presenting together. How much have you been able to work together on this? Um, we've been able to get quite a bit of work done together. Um, that was a lot of our focus at team training in the fall. Um, and then through email correspondence and talking on the phone, we've uh, gotten together a couple times. And then we also had a few awesome days in Breckenridge in January together to um, work on stuff and really uh, nail down what we wanted to present and share it with the team to make sure we're all on the same page. I love it. You sound really excited. You sound ready to go. Yep. Can't wait. Well, let's start talking trees. So it's later in the season now. Um, any thoughts on snow conditions we should be looking at before we jump off piste? Um, definitely. Depending where you are uh, on the East coast, we've had some crazy weather. We've had good snow all season, but we've also had quite a few rain events. And so um, over here, when we jump in the trees, uh, depending on the day, 
especially the steeper stuff, it's been nice and fluffy up top. But as soon as you make a turn on something steep, you might be going for a little bit of a slip because there's a bit of an ice layer underneath. Um, so on days like that, when you're quickly getting through the, the powder um, and hitting that crusty layer, I usually stick to some low angle stuff. Um, and then you can kind of float on top of that and you don't really have to worry about it. Um, in other parts of the country where they've been getting absolutely hammered with snow, um, I would definitely check to make sure you're going in places um, that aren't going to be at risk for avalanche or anything like that, but also um, watching out for tree wells, which I haven't had to deal with too often in my lifetime. But um, when I was out in Seattle recently, out at Stevens Pass, I could definitely see and finally understood uh, what the dangers of tree wells could be. Now, talking about different areas of the country, I'm wondering, do you have a favorite type of tree that you like to ride through the most? Oh, that's a really good question, George. Um, I have to say that I love riding through uh, like maple trees um, in the east. Everybody says it's tight, but sometimes you're bushwhacking a little bit. But I think that's kind of the fun and the adventure of it all. Um, and so there's some really good stuff out here where it's similar to Aspen's where you've got the skinnier trees, but you've got some brush to uh, push through. And I always call that my, my ninja skills, um, the wax on wax off to get through all those twigs. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, I also love getting into Aspen trees. Um, and I love that because you can kind of fly through them and, uh, the path you pick is usually pretty obvious and easy to pick out. Uh, and it also reminds me of being on my bike. Cause every once in a while you get on this perfect trail on your mountain bike uh, in Aspen trees and it's glowing and, you know, in the fall you get all those colors. Um, so I love that tree in general. So when I get to be on there in my snowboard as well, I get really excited. Now for me, I've had some really awful injuries, not from hitting trees, but from being hit by cars when on my bike. But, um, those injuries do, uh, come to mind when I jump off piste and I do have to fight a lot of fear when I get into the trees and one of the first things that I think about, wow, that beautiful lump that looks very soft, that might be a stump. How do you learn to really read the conditions when you're in the trees and, and get over those feelings of, I don't know if that's soft snow. That that might not be something I can ride or ski through. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think a lot of people deal with that kind of fear. Um, and I think it's something to pay attention to. Um just like in any learning process, I think uh, not jumping in over your head and getting into trees that are going to be too thick or that they're going to be too steep. And so that you don't want to be on terrain that you're having trouble turning in in general and then have the trees to deal with as well. Um, but starting small, starting on greens, um, I often point out to people that it's okay to be traversy in the trees as well. We don't have to take a down the fall line path. And a lot of times that opens up because not many people take those lines. And as you start to look in diagonals in the trees, you start to see really open lines and you're taking safer um, routes through the trees where, where you're not getting shot down the fall line and picking up a lot of speed or anything like that. Um, as far as reading terrain, I think learning, uh, learning the areas that you're riding, um, especially at your home resort, getting to know spots that, you know, might take a little while to fill in and be safe. Um, some spots with sharper rocks or things like that, you might not want to get into until uh, either other people have been in there and you can follow their tracks um, or that the snow depth is just uh, deep enough that they're covering those things up and that it's going to be safer. If you do um, take a spill, you're not going to be falling on something sketchy. Um, but also 
just not uh, maybe not going uh, over those those uh, rocks and things that, under the snow that might look like a pillow, um, scoping it out first and checking the backsides and things like that to maybe not be sending it <laughs> full off the first time through. So how do you read a class when you're getting ready to take them into the trees for I, really whatever lesson it is the first time through? Uh, people say maybe they've ridden before and want to go into the trees or someone says they're advanced. What are you looking for and how do you decide what terrain to take that group into? Um, when I'm taking a class in the trees, I often look for, um, what kind of movements they're making out on the trail. Um, so if they are having to do a lot of work edge to edge and kind of still really thinking about, um, their whole turn and the shape of the turn and all that stuff, um, if that's taking a while and they're still really cognitively paying attention to those kinds of things, I might work to uh, start to change up turn shape and um, have them start to make, uh, you know, quicker changes, things that will happen uh, without a, a plan involved, but really happening um, as needed. So playing games that'll get them turning, you know, on a dime. Uh, whenever they want playing games like follow the leader and they have to make more turns uh, than you're making and things like that, just to get them um, more versatile all over the mountain. So as they're getting more versatile and they're getting more comfortable on the trail, they can make those quicker turns. That's when I might start jumping into, you know, really open glades um, that the snow is going to be really soft and easy for them to maneuver. Um, And, you know, with that, very open trees, they can just start to kind of pick their own path. And if that means heel sliding a little bit and then making a turn, that's okay too. Um, and so really just a, a simple progression that's going to introduce them and make them feel like they're on an adventure without taking them into anything too crazy. Um, as kids get really comfortable in those scenarios, I love to go in, you know, still maybe keeping it low angle, but find places that are maybe off the beaten path and might have a little bit more brush. And it doesn't really increase any danger at all, but it's kind of fun to have to pull your way through tree to tree um, and have all the kids working their way through and popping out on another trail, all excited that we made it. Uh, so in those scenarios, I, I love being a little bit goofy, even if that means we're only making a turn at a time before we're stuck and have to pull ourselves a little bit further along. Yeah, you're saying kids, but I, I see you doing the same thing with adults too, because I mean, when we're in their trees, we're all kids, aren't we? Absolutely. Um, on my days off, that is exactly what I'm doing with my friends. <laughs> so what was it about trees that, that you love so much that inspired you to write the article for 32 Degrees? Um, I just love the feeling of adventure when you're in the trees. You just feel you know, away from everything else. You don't have the normal resort traffic and you feel like you're finally out in the wilderness, really. Um, and for me, when I was growing up, I didn't ride trees. The resort I was at did not allow it. Um, and so when I did finally get introduced to trees, it was like, oh my gosh, where has this been my whole life? Uh, and so I just really like to get people comfortable in something that I really love and, uh, let them know that it doesn't have to be dangerous, doesn't have to be scary and that it can just be fun and an adventure enjoying the wilderness. You know, I love that we started off talking about the interdisciplinary interski because, I mean, what you've been talking about really just applies to skiing and snowboard instruction. Absolutely. Uh, it doesn't really 
matter what equipment you're on, it's the exact same thing we're all doing out there. So how many more uh, tree runs are you expecting to get this year? Look look pretty good for snow on the East Coast? Yeah, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping I get quite a few more. I mean, I'll be gone the next two weeks, but um, last year, March was by far our best month of snow we had in probably 10 years. We got four feet of snow last March. So I'm really hoping for a similar thing to happen here, and then, you know, hopefully we'll be in the in the woods through April. And then you've got National Academy coming up at Big Sky, and then are you uh, coaching at Rider Rally? Um, yeah, I don't know that I'll be at National Academy, but yes, hoping to be at Rider Rally. Uh, as far as I know, that is the plan, and uh, really, really excited to be back out there um, at Big Sky. That was a place that blew my mind last year, and uh, it was just it was a great group of people that we were out there with. It was, you know, the terrain was spectacular, and I really, really can't wait to be back. Well, I wish you all the best at Interski coming up and look forward to checking in with you from Bulgaria. Yes, can't wait to see you there. Thanks so much, Amy. Really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us this morning. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. Amy Gann of the national team joining us on First Chair from the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.